Good afternoon, SDBA members. This is Kurt Everson, uh, President and Lobbyist for the South Dakota Bankers Association. Uh, this is our first attempt at podcasting my weekly update of activities at the South Dakota Legislature, so here goes. South Dakota's 33rd governor, Kristi Noem, kicked off our session this year with her first State of the State address on Tuesday afternoon. Her stated priorities for her administration include closing the broadband gap in rural South Dakota, pursuing a second-century pheasant hunting initiative that includes habitat, predator control, and private funding elements, Uh, Also, she has a development of an affordable housing initiatives, which include the building of multifamily units at the state prison in in Springfield, addressing skill gaps in our workforce, a trade-not-aid focus for South Dakota agriculture, and several initiatives aimed at strengthening South Dakota families. Governor Nome referred to the development of South Dakota's credit card banking industry that began in the early 1980s, as a springboard to talk about identifying and pursuing the next big thing in South Dakota's economy. It'll be interesting to watch as our newly sworn governor works with leaders of both parties in pursuit of her budget and policy priorities. Watching the nonstop posturing of political leaders from both parties in Washington, D.C. makes me appreciate, appreciate even more the approach taken by South Dakota's elected leaders in our state capitol. So on the legislative news front, as is always the case, the first batch of bills introduced in 2019 primarily consists of bills that are brought on behalf of executive branch agencies, constitutional offices, and interim legislative committees. Bills I'll be following so far include Senate Bill 37 regarding multiple employer health insurance trusts. This measure comes from the South Dakota Division of Insurance. Readers may remember from last year that the Credit Union Association of the Dakotas supported a bill allowing them to form a multi-state, multi-employer health insurance trust for the benefit of credit union employees in both states. The bill ultimately failed, but not because of a lack of support for the formation of new multiple-employer health insurance trusts. SDBA's trust provides health coverage to about 2,500 employees and family members associated with 36 South Dakota banks currently. Industry groups in South Dakota known to be considering the formation of such new trusts include dentists, chiropractors, optometrists, contractors, hospitality providers, and of course, credit unions. South Dakota Bankers Association has an interest in Senate Bill 37 because it does two things. One, it exempts South Dakota Bankers Benefit Trust from mandated membership in the South Dakota Life and Health Guarantee Association, thereby saving our trust members from assessments due to the implosion of Penn Treaty long-term care policies. Secondly, it protects health plan participants from swings in cost of health insurance coverage uh, due to yearly rate shopping by the plan's employer members. At this writing, Members of uh, the Trust Board of Trustees are still considering a formal position and recommendation to the SDBA Board of Directors regarding Senate Bill 37. Another bill, House Bill 1014, involves the bank franchise tax. This bill 
coming from the Department of Revenue, proposes to repeal the following provision of the Bank Franchise Tax Code. It says, All payments received must be credited first uh, to the penalty and interest accrued and to the tax due, unquote. Dating back to 1935, when our franchise tax was originally enacted, legislators determined at that time, in the event of any tax penalties and interest due, any payment made would first be applied to penalty and interest, and the rest would be applied to the principal balance of tax owed. That order of logic apparently runs counter to every other tax collected by the South Dakota Department of Revenue. So passage of House Bill 1014 would put the bank franchise tax on the same footing as sales tax, contractor excise tax, alcohol beverage tax, and the like. I'll be communicating with legislators that the SDBA is okay with this change. House Bill 1015 cross-references, uh, contains cross-references between state and federal tax codes. This bill is the South Dakota Department of Revenue's annual bill to sync those cross-references between various parts of South Dakota's tax code, including the bank franchise tax, to the most current version of the Internal Revenue Code. Uh, Members of the House Tax Committee will hear both House Bills 1014 and 1015 next Tuesday morning. House Bill 1032 and 1033 are both bills coming from the South Dakota Division of Banking. 1032 proposes changes to the state's licensing process for money transmitters under STCL Chapter 51A-17, especially as they relate to how criminal background checks are conducted on applicants who work for companies whose businesses only conducted online. House Bill 1033 contemplates changes to laws governing the handling of pledges, preferred stock, and dividends by trust companies formed and operating under SDCL Chapter 51A6A. Senate Bill 29 uh, involves unclaimed property. Introduced at the request of State Treasurer Josh Hader, this bill proposes to change some of the internal workings of the Treasurer's unclaimed property program. Uh, None of those changes proposed in, in Senate Bill 29 impact banks as holders and remitters of unclaimed property, so I'll simply be monitoring this bill. So there are several other bills uh, that are of interest which I anticipate might be introduced, and they include the first one, business development banks. Those of you who read uh, the South Dakota Banker magazine would recognize I've written extensively about the SDBA's SDBA leadership's ongoing deliberation about legislation that would enable the formation and operation of limited-purpose specialty business development banks in South Dakota. In December, the members of the SDBA's Legislative Committee and Board of Directors voted unanimously to oppose such legislation. Another category uh, is Commercial Property Assessed Clean Energy Programs. Last year, the SDBA successfully led the opposition to the establishment of local, what we call CPACE, programs in South Dakota, primarily based on problems that uh, um, have been experienced elsewhere in the U.S., primarily with poorly structured, poorly underwritten loans and high-pressure sales tax tactics uh, uh, employed by salesmen of energy efficiency improvement programs for residential properties. Late in 2018, 
we reviewed a revised legislative proposal developed by CPACE program supporters. Uh, the revised proposal was less problematic than the 2018 version, but in my opinion, still not ready for prime time. We will analyze a final bill when it com becomes available and we'll work with the banker leadership of the SDBA to determine our official position. The last uh, legislative topic I'd like to discuss is a, is a rather arcane element uh, of law called a confession of judgment. This is a very old legal tool that is used sometimes in collection of monies due creditors from their borrowers. Confession, unfortunately, confessions of judgment have been misused by some non-bank lenders and their collectors in matters involving small business loans in other states. Thankfully, thankfully, we are not aware of any such abuse in South Dakota at the present time. That said, we are considering whether or not to introduce legislation to prevent improper use of this tool in South Dakota. We're currently working on language suitable for introduction in bill form. So that's it for week one. Once again, it's my pleasure to represent the interests of South Dakota's banking industry before the state legislature this year. As always, please feel free to contact me anytime you have questions or concerns. Uh, my office phone number is 224-1653, my cell phone 280-7985, and my email ceverson at sdba.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you.